Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, both out. Kirk Cousins in. And the Golden State Warriors, the entire team, caught up in the sport NATO with Grant and Jonathan. Is it dangerous? Is Kevin okay? It's very dangerous, and Kevin is not okay. Okay. Well, that's it's, good it's, news for the rest of the West, I guess. Yeah, it's it's Kevon. You meant Kevon Looney, right? Of when course. You I was not talking about Kevin Durant. Right. Why would I talk about that you guy? You call him KD Trey. KD Trey? Yeah, that's his Twitter handle. You okay. don't know this? Come on. You know all the, the NBA players' Twitter handles. Yeah. Damian Lillard, go. <laughs> Steve. Steve Rapper Steve, I think, is what it is. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. What's, yeah. Clay, what's Clay Thompson's? Clay Thompson's is Killer Clay 28994. 994? Yeah, because Killer Clay one, two, and three were taken. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's uh, real Clay Thompson, nine nine eight one two four seven eight nine. All right. Well, I'll tweet at him later. We think this is funny. That's all I'm going to say. I guess so. I thought it was funny. So, it's the Sport NATO. Yeah. With Grant and Jonathan. We, that's us. That's Grant. I'm Jonathan. What do we do on the Sport NATO, Grant? We talk about sports. We do. That's about it. No, Grant. That's we, not the only We do thing. NBA. We do NFL. We do four quarters. Fourth quarter is let the Grant fix it. What is that about? It's when you pose sports-related or not. That's dilemmas right. Not always. To me, and then I try to fix in fun, insightful, handsome ways. Creative. Not handsome, but you were good all the way. Almost all the way. Handsome home. ways, yeah. <laughs> Creative. Nothing handsome about your ways, sir. I'm I sorry. don't know. Sorry to be the one to break the, this The studio. people beg to differ. The people? The people. Which people are those? The people of the Republic. I will say this. The people have spoken about a different topic. We asked on our last show if people wanted us to continue with the whistle or not. That isn't exactly the way it went down. But you asked because I just yeah. didn't want to do the whistle. And the people absolutely got on the Twitter machine and let us know. Real J Wrecker tweeted, of course, we are at the Sport NATO, in case you're wondering how to tweet at us. He tweeted, clearly, I'm pro whistle and or pro scoreboard horn, which would be amazing. And we should consider looking at that. Um, PJ, who's, of course, at PJ balling every day. Balling every day. He wrote, keep that whistle a blowing at the Sport NATO. Jonathan's got to earn that keep. Thanks, PJ. Yeah, PJ knows where you stand. <laughs> PJ, I'm working hard already, bro. Come on. Small Santa says, the whistle must stay. And Andrew Morgan liked that retweet, so I'm going to assume Andrew Morgan also on Team Whistle. Any anti-whistle people? Not, you know, they're, they're the silent majority, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So they, they got their own thing. They're yeah. busy. Yeah. yeah. Anti-whistle people are the type of people who have real jobs and don't have time to tweet about a fucking whistle. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you, they're like tweeting about much more important things. Like the financial markets. Yeah, the Oscars. I don't know. Space travel. There's things going on. Neil deGrasse Tyson just in general. Yeah. The guy. The man. Not yeah. his science. The man. Yeah, about his inner demons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a whole Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, Twitter watching group, you know, that, like, observer group. So they're, like, anywhere he goes, they, like, tweet about it so people can go and, like, yeah. see him. It's it's pretty incredible. Hey, you know what segment we started? I just was realizing, and we never did again. Um, I can think of a few, but which one are you thinking of? Fake ads. That's what I first thought yeah, of. Fake we, ads! We've never done fake ads. We only did it once. Yeah, you know, a few reasons we okay. didn't do it. Um, One thing is, uh, I don't know, it was just okay. It was fine. It was, it was just funny. okay, but it's got potential, right? It's it a segment with does. potential. It does have potential. We started to we decided we want to like make the show a little leaner and meaner, though. And fake ads is sort of going the other way. It's a little more bloated. Yeah, but it's fake ads. potentially going to make us millions of dollars. Well, 
so is, you know, my art. My, What's your art? My paintings. Oh, God, those They're things. more drawings, than <laughs> in fairness to everyone. They're sketchings. They're... They're, They're you tracings. Know. You trace you trace Mickey Mouse, and I'm, then you color it, and you mostly stay within the lines. It's charcoal on canvas, <laughs> but it's 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 a thing, and I'm working on it. All right. Maybe we that. should move on. Do we have to? I wanted to talk about <laughs> my art. Maybe the people will buy the art, and then we will be rich. Your Etsy page that's just like constantly oh. infuri- infuriating The thing that parents. I've really learned is Pinterest and Etsy are like, you know, perfect. They work together. It's like a melding. If you can really work one page strong, uh-huh. yeah. the other page is just going to go. You're going to yeah. really pick up a lot of followers. Is that what yeah. you get on those things? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Stalkers? I think it's just Pinterest stalkers. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's cool. what it is. Anyway... Um, so, yeah, fake ads is something. Maybe we'll do it again at some point. I actually thought about doing like two weeks ago and yeah. uh, forgot about it because we started talking about something funny and you know, okay. just went the way it went. Well, let's so, talk about sports, I guess. Okay, let's begin, shall we? Um, no whistle, though, to start the, the first quarter. I'm well, that's just the law of the land. Right. Yeah. It's never, no one does that. Who would do that? Um, football teams. Football. <laughs> football. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the sport. So, Adrian Peterson. Yep. He of the child abuse. Yes, that is. And, and all the incredible. Fo- football success. Yeah, incredible football success as well. The Minnesota Vikings will not pick up their option on his contract for the 2017 season the team announced today. He's going to become an unrestricted free agent on March 9th. And uh, he has a reputation, of course, as a workhorse back. But he's had a lot of issues, of course, both off the, um, off the gridiron, I guess is what they say, as yeah. well as kind of on lately. He gets hurt. A lot. Well, his last two years or last three years have yeah. not been great. I mean, because he keeps getting hurt. Right. 2014, he played one game. 2016, he played three games. Right. How was he in 2015? He was like pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. He had 16 games, 327 attempts for 1,485 yards. Yeah. Four and a half per carry, 11 touchdowns. Right. That's he a good was back. a very good running back once again. So basically, anytime he's not completely injured, he's real, real good. He had an option for 2017 that would have paid him 18 million bucks. But the Vikings were like, uh-uh, get out. I absolutely agree with the Vikings' decision. How come? First of all, he's 32. That's a problem. Running backs never do well at age 32. Maybe Curtis Martin did. I but. mean, let's not say never. Adrian Peterson has actually done things that most running backs have yeah, never done. Yeah, that's fair. So. But it's okay. So statistically, based on all the data we have, it's very unlikely for him to have a, like a top 10% in the league season. It's at, unlikely. At this age. $18 million is a lot for a running back, a position that is not nearly as important or valued as much as it once was. For sure. Um, so I read a bit of an ESPN article about AP, and oh. it was basically saying buyer beware with Adrian Peterson. The article is by Kevin Seifert, yeah, credit sure. where credit is due. Um, he used he, to be, I think, the assistant GM of the Niners, maybe? Anyway, go uh, ahead. anyway, his position is that AP no longer fits in NFL schemes. Because he can't pass block, and he's only run 132 times in his career out of the shotgun. And huh. the league is becoming a pass-happy league, and he, so he doesn't fit with that. This is crazy. This is like you know the lumbering center in the NBA. You've got to be able to shoot threes. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you just, you're a dinosaur. It's like the same thing in some right. ways. That's weird. Yeah, so that's the position of Kevin Seifert. I don't know if there's really any merit to it. He did also equivocate a little bit at the end and say, like, of course, Adrian Peterson is an incredible runner when he's healthy. I was going to say, like, I think every team in the league pretty much would be happy to have him from five years ago, right? That of course. Person, even if he can't pass block very well. Right. Just, he's so right. good. So, but that paired with the injury concern, I, I think he's saying the price tag is going to be too high, which is probably true for any running back at $18 million. I mean, oh, he's yeah. not going to get that much, obviously. $18 million is an insane number. I think they were always going to not pay the $18 million. You know, they, they do this all the time in the NFL, where which, of course, is the national 
football league. Yep. In case someone is new and listening or in Australia and listening, because there are some Australian listeners who don't really follow the sports. They just enjoy listening to the pitter-patter that we have on this show. You said you wanted to make it a less bloated the, the show. The patter. You said, you said you wanted this show to be less bloated. <laughs> what is this thing? <laughs> I'm talking about things that are relevant. What was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you got all off track, and now we're now we're in the weeds. <laughs> and that's gonna happen. It's just part of the show. It's just gonna happen. This is so, a one take show. We don't fuck around. No, no, we do. Everything's one take yeah. with us. Um, at least on this show. Yeah. And podcasts in general. We're right. one take boys. So uh, <laughs> that's a good. Nickname. One take boys. <laughs> it's like the Hardy Boys. We're the one take boys. T. <laughs> Hey, copper, see, we're the one take the boys. Hardy we'll boys, solve this one for you, see? The Hardy Boys were not from 1920. <laughs> Whatever, I like doing that voice. Yeah, of course you do. Come on, that was entertaining. It was. So um, what I was going to say is, yeah, they probably did a contract with him, as the NFL does a lot, which is they do these backloaded contracts, which no one ever expects to actually have to pay that amount. You know, they always know they're either going to cut the guy or renegotiate, and that's just what happens. So they cut him, and Adrian Peterson actually did leave the door open to come back to Minnesota. But I imagine he's going to, you know, walk around and see what else is out there now, as he should. Yeah. I, I feel like if the Patriots didn't have LeGarrette Blunt, they would be all over him. I mean, if they could get him cheap. The Patriots yeah. never like to pay full price for anybody. That's true. So if they could get him for, you know, five and a half million a year, they'd probably pay him for one year of that and see what see what happens. But I don't think they'd be willing to spend a whole lot more. All right. I got two questions Do it. about Adrian Peterson. Number one, is he a Hall of Famer already? Yeah. He absolutely is. Yeah. However, however, T.O. has not made the Hall of Fame right. because of off-the-field issues. Yes. Is it possible that happens to AP? I don't think it is, which is crazy in some ways because I think you can make a very reasonable case that there's nothing that T.O. The, the, the total tonnage of what T.O. has done does not even come close to winning not even, I agree. in terms of like if you're looking at it from a moral standpoint. Of course. Of I, absolutely, done, I absolutely right? agree. And. But there's, there's some differences, which is I think the voters look at it as T.O. actually hurt his team, so they don't really see it as off the field in the same way. I think they would argue that Adrian Peterson didn't, quote, hurt his team. It wasn't intentionally trying to hurt his team. T.O. was doing things, you know, like, you know, showing up the Eagles. You know, he got sent home from the Eagles. They paid him for a full season not to play, you know. That yeah. wouldn't, that's never happened with Adrian Peterson. But he's the third best receiver of all time by the numbers. I mean, of course he's going to end up making the Hall of Fame, and well, he should. Yeah. But I think Adrian Peterson is not going to deal with that stuff. They're going to, and if anything, Adrian Peterson's a really interesting case when you look at um, getting sort of, quote, caught for something and yeah. you know, getting in trouble or whatever, because Adrian Peterson didn't think he was doing anything wrong. Right. Which he is was, different. He was than, ignorant of his mistakes. Right. It's really different than everybody else, like the PED guys. The speeding guys, the drug guys, they all know they're doing stuff they shouldn't really be doing, right? I mean... The violent guys, whatever it is. I guess, but do you not put somebody in jail who kills a bunch of people because he doesn't know any better? Like, I know that's an extreme example, but... Okay, but that, it's not entirely fair to say that because there are absolutely many households in this country where hitting a child is not considered a bad thing. It's considered what you do. And right. so yeah. if he was brought up that way, it's understandable. And I'm not saying he shouldn't pay any penalty for it, but I could see the football writers giving him a little bit of a break because he, unlike everybody else ever, didn't come out and deny it. He said, of course I did this. What's wrong with this? Yeah, that's... You know, that's powerful to me in some ways. Those are, I, those are good points. It's just, I... I mean, I, what he did is not okay. My argument is maybe more about T.O. Than, than Adrian Peterson. Okay. I'm still a little bit, like, miffed that he didn't make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I, I know what they're saying, but... Give me a fucking break. That guy was incredible. It is. I think the media just really doesn't like this guy, and they're, they're trying to punish him. Yeah. He's going to get in. He has to get in. Yeah. He has to. Right. So it's going to happen. Uh, by the way, are they going to punish Randy Moss? Because I think Moss is up for it next year. 
Are they going to do the same thing to him? Because the media hates him, too. Hated him. But now he's part of the media, so maybe not. That's a good point. That actually is. He's actually pretty good. Yeah, he's I'm great. surprised. Like, Randy Moss is eloquent. It's weird. I did not expect him to be eloquent. He's smart and eloquent. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually really surprising. He's the guy who, like, faked mooned the Packers fans, yeah. you know? <laughs> Among many, many. He, right. like, took two years off with the Raiders, basically. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, those guys are, the, as you said, the second and best third receivers of all time. They're going to make the Hall of Fame, and they have to. My favorite Randy Moss story is from, I don't know, one of those years after his peak years when he was kind of like just bumming around the league. I think it might have been pre-Patriots. Mm. Like, he, he kind of, like, in a little bit of a lull time. He, uh, he had bought a house in the seniors community in Florida. And he was living in that house, like, every summer. <laughs> really? Yeah, and, like, a community of seniors and Randy Moss. And uh, and he was asked about it, and he said, yeah, I like it because I can drive around in my car, and in my Hummer, smoke weed, and blast my beats as loud as I want, and nobody can hear it because they're all old. That's great. Isn't that an amazing story? Randy Moss just wants some peace and quiet to do his own thing. He just wants to drive around and smoke weed in his Hummer at, like, five miles per hour <laughs> through this neighborhood, and the old people don't know it, so. Yeah, the old people don't know it. Probably don't really bother him very much. Yeah. Aren't starstruck by him. He's just a guy. Yeah. For most of them, right? Not to all of them. Well, some of them are probably racist, and that might have been a problem, but. Yeah, maybe. You know, in general, he liked it. So I mean, it was probably a very nice seniors community. It's yeah. Randy Moss. It's probably like ultra elite wealthy. Right. So they're probably not openly racist. They know they can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, little aside. Okay, second question about Adrian Peterson. Yes. What's a good landing spot for him? Uh, I think that, and we should tag on, and what's a good price tag for him? What's like a legit price tag for him? A good landing spot for Adrian Peterson. I don't know, Grant. It's not super easy to come up with. Seattle? I mean, don't they like Rawls? I mean, how much, though? I mean, enough that you're going to spend... Are you going to just throw a lot of money at Adrian Peterson instead? If you can get him for, like, $7 million a year, do you do it? If you can get Rawls for, like, you know, $1.2 million a year, wouldn't you rather have that? Can you get Rawls for that? I don't know. I, he's on his rookie contract still. So yeah. it's cheap. Whatever it is, it's relatively cheap. It's like a third-round deal or something. It's relatively the, cheap. The Raiders? They don't seem to like Latavius they too do much. not. But they sort of like their other young guys. So are they going to block all their other young guys, Richard and whatever... Yeah. You know, are I they going to do that? I don't know. Who else? Who else is even out there? The Lions. The Lions. All they do have, have injured quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, running backs. So maybe that makes sense. I mean, sense. Amir Abdullah showed some flashes, but he got hurt right away. Right. And you could bring Randy. Uh, I was going to say Randy Moss. I'm having trouble as he, usual. I bet Randy Moss could still play in the NFL. I mean, a little. Yeah. But you could bring um, Adrian Peterson in there for one year and yeah. sort of like make sure Amir is actually back and healthy and going to be the guy you want him to be. And then the following right. year. Just take Amir your shot be your because the Lions actually had a pretty good team last year. I mean, did they? It was they were, didn't they have like eleven wins or something? Yeah, that's pretty good. Were they actually good? I'm not sure. They won a lot of really close games. That's the, a lot of coin flips. So did the Raiders? Do you not think they're actually good? I think they were both overrated. I agree, but I don't think we can say the Lions weren't good. I mean, they both have won like eleven games. They both were probably nine and seven teams in reality, right? Maybe. Like if they played a hundred games, they'd win about the percentage of nine and seven, is my guess. Because neither one of them could play any defense, right? Yeah, that's problematic. Yeah, Actually, I don't even know if that's true about the Lions. The Lions just kind of are mediocre. They've got the quarterback thing working for them, and the passing game's all right. How about the Carolina Panthers? Now we're talking. That makes the most sense to me. Jay Stu, good when he's healthy. He's never healthy. He's starting to get older and And beat up anyway. Not nearly as good as AP. That's kind of a cool, like, thunder and lightning thing you can do. Jay Stewart never gets to be just the running back. No, (laughs) No, he doesn't. Never, ever. Uh I kind of like that. What's the right price for him? Let's say he goes to the to Carolina. Well, how much should they pay for him? I don't know. I don't. Know. What do running backs go for these days? I mean, 
I think last season, anyway, pretty good run. Mark Ingram, who was pretty good, signed a four-year, $16 million deal, and that didn't seem out of whack. $4 million a year? Yeah. Wow. Right. Then I guess AP should get about that. Maybe a little more because yeah. it's AP, because right. it's royalty. Maybe gets five and a half. Yeah. But I think $6 million is even pushing it. Man, I'm just, since we've been talking mostly NBA, I'm so used to talking NBA contracts. That sounds, that's like what you give your worst player in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, a $4 million player in the NBA is either way outperforming their contract and is good, or they just sit on the end of your bench. Yeah. That's it. Like, Tyler Zeller on the Celtics gets $8 million this year. They may cut him. Yeah. If they sign Andrew Bogut, Bogut off of free agency, I think Zeller's gone. Because and they didn't really think he was going to be any good anyway. They just gave him eight million anyway because that's what you do. Wow, it's different. It's good to be an NBA player. Yeah, man. it really is. Oh really is. Should have done that. Should have yeah. done that as the career path. NBA, oh well, NBA player. All right, really quickly, let's move on. Talk about the Golden State Warriors. Okay, there's 59 games that's been played yeah. on their schedule. They've already clinched a playoff spot. Cool. They're 50 and nine. That's not as good as last year. But it's pretty good. Yeah. By the way, if they win out, they will tie last year's wins. Want to bet on that? I'll take they don't. Give me some odds. <laughs> one and a half to one. I thought we were trying to make this bloated. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that bet. Um, so here's the only question I have. There's all this talk about the, you know, the Cavs and trading and blah, 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 and players. Is it just... Is it just what we thought it was going to be? Is this just a foregone conclusion? The Warriors are going to win, and that's Didn't that. we think it was a foregone conclusion last year? I certainly did. Yes. But they didn't have Kevin Durant on the team last year. But it felt like a foregone conclusion anyway. It did. Yeah. But they didn't have Kevin Durant on the no, team. No, they, they added the, a top five player in the league. Some would argue a top two player in the league. Yeah. I mean, that's going to make it harder, but... <laughs> you think? Somehow the Cavs did the impossible last year. They did, but they did, by the way, in seven games, and at the very end of game seven, they barely won. It isn't like they blew him out, and then the Warriors added Kevin Durant. They, the Warriors were up three to one, lost Draymond Green to a one-game suspension, and still... Absolutely almost won the title. A, a they dick, added Kevin Durant. A dick punching suspension. It's true. Dick sort of flicking. Yeah. More dick flicking. That guy loves kicking and punching and flicking dicks. He wants to flick dicks all day long. <laughs> That's just the truth. That's just what he wants. He wants to cause some pain to, yeah. your, to your and everyone's ball sack. Yeah. That's it. And dick. <laughs> just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> you... Yeah, I think the Warriors are very likely to win. Yeah. And it's not news. It just, it's not. Yeah. It, it's, it's sort of as demoralizing in some ways. Um, because a team like the Toronto Raptors, who made some trades to get better, because they sort of have to, they're on, this is their timeline, and it's just like their timeline. And they're like sucks. a really cool team. You they know, like are. Ibaka shoots thirty eight percent from three. That's their four, and he plays good D. Yeah, like that's cool. Kyle Lowry ends up being out for the uh, rest of the regular yeah. season, so they may have been in trouble anyway. But he's going to be back for the playoffs, they think anyway. And if he is, they could have with these with these additions, you could at least make a case they've got a shot to beat Cleveland. It's unlikely yeah. they have a shot, but they have no chance to beat Cleveland and Golden State. Right? There's no way yeah i know so it's just sort of like the it sucks to be making you know trades to improve your team when your team still can't win the title yep and you're getting older and ugh. anyway all right that's it for the first quarter we're ending it right there we're going to come right back talk some more nfl <whistles> quarter number two that's the national football league's quarter hey before we get started yeah i think you should do a fake ad now Fake ad time. Yeah. Okay. Right. So your your fake ad is for extra small paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> now, remi- oh, I'm now I'm actually doing the ad. Yeah. People are listening to it. Okay. Yeah. Extra small paper towels. Yeah. That's very creative. You're so good at things. Like four inches by four yeah, inches. Yeah. No yeah. problem. No problem. Okay. Are you an ant? Are you friends with an ant? I am. 
Well, fantastic. Do you have spills that you need cleaned up? Sometimes. Don't you hate it when you're, the paper towels you normally buy at the grocery store are just too darn big? They're heavy, too. They're heavy. They're big. And you know what? Sometimes with their, all their absorption, you yourself can get caught up in that and die. Well, that is a, a, a hazard they don't put on the label. No, they sure <laughs> do not. But thankfully, now there's Johnson's Super Small Paper Towels just for ants. All right. We made a paper towel for you because we know you need to clean up things too, ants. That was pretty good. Paper towel for ants. <laughs> I don't know. Was that good? Yeah, that was not bad. All right. Well, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate the, uh, the nice And, I, and I, I threw that to you with no provocation. Like, you didn't know it was coming. Oh, so. no. That was absolutely... We did take a break there, but it was a 10-second break. And I, Grant said to me when we stopped it, oh, we're taking a break? Why don't we just keep going? I was like, oh, yeah. And yeah. then we just started again. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, there may be more fake ads. When they're quick like that, it yeah. doesn't feel like we're bloating the show. It was a little bloaty. But, you know, ah, it's fun. We're gonna. This is going to be a quick segment anyway. All right. Because it's the National Football League. And there's not much going on there. Nope. But Jamal Charles was released by the Chiefs. He's 30 years old. He joined, of course, in 2008 as a third-round draft pick from Texas. Became the featured back midway through the 2009 season. He's the all-time leader in rushing yards for the Chiefs with over 7,200 yards. He averages, get this, 5.5 yards per carry grant. And, of course, has the team's single-game rushing record. Hit 259 yards rushing against Denver in 2010. Two ACL injuries, one in 2011, one in 2015. And he's just been missed a lot of games lately. Right. He's, he mirrors AP pretty well here. He really does. Got injury-riddled, and he's old. They always seem to get hurt at the same time. They both get these season-ending injuries roughly the same year. And, and they both came back really strong the first time. He came back the first time from his ACL, had... 1,500 yards rushing in 2012, but this most recent year, he stayed injured, really, and he looks done. So, thoughts about Jamal Charles? Um, well, is he a Hall of Famer? I think he is. You think he is? I think. What do you think? Yeah, I think he probably is. That average is so high. 5.5 yards per carry is insane. Like, it's a lot of the guys in the Hall of Fame running backs are there because of volume. I mean, they were good, too, but there's a lot of volume going on. This guy never really had the volume, but... He was so elite every time he touched the ball. I think he's got either the number one or number two uh, yards per carry of all time. That feels like, and it, and the Chiefs weren't like a, a team that you know threatened you with the pass or anything like that. So teams could really scheme for him, and still Jamal did the thing. Right. So something curious about his career that I'm looking at the stats here. He in the year 2013 he had 70 receptions for 693 yards, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and in that year he also had seven receiving touchdowns. He had nothing like that any other year, strangely enough. Huh. His second most receptions was 45, and most of them were a lot less than that. So that's weird. That is pretty odd. I wonder if that was—you said it was 2013? Yeah. I wonder if there was something weird going on that year in terms of their wide receivers. Not that they've ever really had much going on with their wide receivers, but no. maybe that was Dwayne Bowe's worst year or something like that. I don't know. It's just such an anomaly compared to the, like his second most yards is 468 after the 693 mm. on his 45 receptions, and he's got like— a 27 reception year, a 21 reception year, a 35 reception year, uh, in years where he played most of the games, you know? Maybe teams uh, just didn't worry about him because he never really caught passes, and he sort of figured out how to catch passes a little bit better. And then after that season, teams were like, okay, we can't let that happen anymore, and schemed better against that. I don't know. That's not doesn't really make a whole I lot guess. of sense. Running backs seem to do very well catching the ball anyway. Like, right. look at David Johnson. Yeah. So I don't understand that either. Yeah. Very odd. Maybe Jamal just didn't like it. Maybe they, like, hurt his fingers. Maybe. And uh, to his uh, rushing average, in the year 2010, he played all 16 games, and he averaged 6.4 yards per carry. I mean, it's insane. That's insane. 
and he has never had a good quarterback. Alex Smith is the best quarterback he's ever played with. Alex Smith is okay at best and he, never a deep threat. So he never scored a ton of touchdowns. Do you think that's going to hurt him in the Hall of Fame bid? I don't. He's had a fair amount of touchdowns. He had one year where he had a whole bunch too, right? Didn't he have 17 one year? Hold on. I'm looking. He, I got it. I'm looking. He had, he had 19 total in 2013. That's what it is. Oh, because there were seven receiving. But he I only, he he had, only a game had 63 where he had like, total touchdowns in his career. He had one game where he scored four touchdowns. How many games has he played, though? I mean... It's his touchdowns. I mean, it's a fair amount of touchdowns, right? I mean, this guy is awesome. It's, it's not an elite amount of touchdowns for a Hall of Famer. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But, you know, like, 63 ain't terrible. Like, getting 100 touchdowns is almost impossible. Yeah. You know, like, almost no, like, almost no one's ever done that. Emmett Smith did it. Yeah. Right? Who else did it? Maybe Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice did it for yeah, sure. Yeah, Jerry Rice for sure did There's it. at least a few Chris other guys, Carter. I think. Did he? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But there's just not a lot of guys. Randy Moss? I don't think so. Really? Even though he had that one big year with the Patriots where he had like 23, I still don't think he had 100. Anyway, I'm not sure. But the point is, you're right. He's a little low on touchdowns, but he's also a little low just on touches. Like, yeah. That's why the yards per carry thing, I think, is so important for him in particular, right? Because he was just devastating when he touched the ball. Yeah. Unlike a guy like Barry Sanders or Terrell Davis, who just made the Hall of Fame himself. Um, actually, they're different players. Barry Sanders would, while he was a home run type guy, he also would often get stopped for two-yard losses, like, all the time. Yeah. That didn't really happen to Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles was positive yards and also hit home runs. It was pretty incredible. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. I think he's a Hall of Famer. You agree? I think he probably is, but it's not a certainty in my mind. Yeah. I mean, they only can take up to five guys a year, and they're, it sort of depends on the next 10 years, like, how good the players really are, I guess. And that's fair. A lot of really good quarterbacks are going to retire over the next 10 years. I mean, I don't. I mean, this is a separate conversation, but I don't think a guy like Philip Rivers is going to end up being a Hall of Famer because there's so many good quarterbacks no, I don't in think this so. era. You know, Matt Ryan's got a shot now if he has another good. He's year He's going to need to win at least one Super yeah, Bowl. I, think I mean, so. Eli Manning. What are they going to do with him? I don't even know. I don't think he's, he's a Hall won, of Famer. He's won two Super Bowls, though. but he is not a great quarterback. No, he so, doesn't seem to be. Like, who cares? I mean, Malcolm Butler's won two Super Bowls, but he's not yet a Hall of Famer. Yeah, just saying, he was important. He's not the quarterback. No, but he did. Pick off Russell Wilson with, you know, two seconds yeah. to go. Yeah, That kind of mattered. He did. So, anyway, I don't know. All right, let's move on. Kirk Cousins, not cut, not waived, franchised by the Washington. The Washington team. The Washington team. I did it. I held off. It feels good. This is the first time in history, by the way, a team has used the franchise tag more than once on the same quarterback. So that's interesting. This, by the way, means they can still trade him if they want to, but Cousins cannot negotiate with other teams anymore. And Cousins will make almost $24 million guaranteed under this tag. So he's locked in for $24 that's pretty million. Good. The, the Reds, oh, it's so hard. <laughs> the Red Scones, or the Washington team, um, they can still negotiate a long-term deal with him, and they can still trade him. And apparently, he's at least open and interested to being traded to San Francisco because Kyle Shannon is the head coach there, and he likes that. Okay. But now the Washington team can at least get massive value for him if they trade him. You know, it's up to them. They have all their options open as long as they're willing to pay him, which they clearly are. And that seems reasonable to me. What do you think? Yeah. That seems reasonable. <laughs> Thanks for weighing in. Yeah, that's all I got. I Just, mean, yeah? I agree. I agree. Do like would you have done this if you were Washington or something? Yeah, else? I think so. Everybody's scrambling for quarterbacks. Cousins actually like has shown some skill. You know, he, he right. had almost five thousand yards last year. 
That's hard to find. Like, everybody is scrambling for quarterbacks. And the thing is this. He's not great yet. He may never be great. But you're not signing to a six-year deal or something. You're not giving him this huge signing bonus. You're paying him for one year. So you get to see it for another season. And if he isn't, great. You cannot give him money next year, you know? Like, you can still get out of it. What's what's a couple quarterbacks that he's in the tier of? Who's he with? Is he with Phillip Rivers or is Rivers higher? I think Rivers is higher. What do you think? I think it's close. I like Rivers a lot better. I think he's more like in the tier of Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton? Yeah. Okay. And um, maybe Tyrod Taylor? I mean, Tyrod Taylor's way below those guys. Tyrod Taylor so? may not keep his job in Buffalo. All right. Fair enough. But So thanks for that. Thanks for weighing in, Grant. Punchable face. There That's it me. is. Um, all right. Let's come up with a few other guys, though, who is sort of around. Because there's sort of the first obvious group. There's like eight or nine guys who are clearly way better than Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. So we move past them. He's below Derek Carr, right? Yes. I think he's absolutely below Derek Jameis Carr. Jameis Winston? That's a good one. I mean, Jameis Winston hasn't shown as much, but you think next year Jameis Winston could be way better than Kirk Cousins, right? But right now they're kind of in the same tier. The difference is, like, yeah, Jameis, they're in the same tier because Jameis has the upside and Kirk doesn't really. Yeah. Like, Kirk could get a little bit better, but you'd never expect him to become a top five guy. Eli Manning? I would rather have Kirk Cousins right now, but I think that's a pretty fair tier thing. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. I do. That's good. Yeah, so right around there. If Tony Romo had played last year, maybe Tony Romo would be a similar type thing. Sam Bradford, or is Bradford below? He's way below. Yeah. I mean, who wants Sam Bradford? The Minnesota Vikings want to trade a first-round pick for him. Well, they did, but are they happy about it? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think so. If they trade a first-round pick for Kirk Cousins, I think they would not be unhappy about it. So Uh, Maybe. I mean, would they trade Sam Bradford right now for Kirk Cousins? Yes. Yeah. I know there's an age thing there, but yes. Yeah. Pretend they were the same age. Still. Yeah, I think they tried. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So you know, um, I don't know. So it's so it's an interesting thing only because there's so much drama around the Washington team and their quarterback for the last several years now. You know, Robert Griffin they traded for, they drafted Kirk Cousins the same year anyway in the fourth round. Kirk's always been in the background. Griffin had the incredible rookie year; has never been the same since he got hurt, and that was that. And Cousins eventually finally got the starting job. And it's just tough to be the quarterback in Washington. You know, they are really, really tough on him media-wise. Not Joe Theismann is one of the main commentators, and he just crushes, I think, the quarterbacks all the time. Well, it's probably better than Philly, at least. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. They yeah. hated Donovan McNabb for years in Philly. That guy was good. He was really good. They eventually liked him, but it took a while. And then they hated him again when they never won a Super Bowl. Yep. Because that's what they do. Right. In Philly. In Philly. Not in other places, like Houston? I, I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you know? I'm not an expert on this. You're not an expert on what? On which fans are the meanest. <laughs> no, but you're not. You no. just said Philly. You seem pretty clear about That's Philly. That's like a known thing. So you're kind of an expert, you're saying. My my wife has family in Philadelphia. Yeah. And her grandparents live in Philadelphia on one of her sides. And there was a time when she was 12. She's a Green Bay Packers fan, which sucks for me because I'm a Bears fan. Um <laughs> She was going to a hockey game in Philadelphia, not even a football game, and she wanted to wear her Green Bay Packers jacket, and her grandparents told her, no, I don't want you to get beat up right? because you're wearing a Green Bay Packers jacket, you 12-year-old girl. <laughs> okay, that's a great story. Yeah. Good. So that's, that's the Philly thing that I know of. Yeah, no, I've definitely heard many, many times that Philly is the toughest sports town, bar none, because... The um, the radio hosts are brutal. The fans are looking to fight and spew mean things at people and swear words and all this stuff. And it's just tough. So I don't know if it's actually true, but that is that's what I hear. And when I used to go to Philly, because I used to work in Philly a lot, uh, I would listen to sports radio, and they crushed everybody. 
<laughs> I'll say that. They were mean, mean, mean to everyone. So perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. All right. Anyway, let's roll on. I okay. feel like we've, we're just going to roll right through halftime here. All right. So that's good. We'll here, we put in the whistle, I guess. Whistle. Nice. Uh, let's talk about the National Basketball Association. The NBA. What? Are you, why are you just saying the, um, I, I, the initials? Being concise is valued in this society. It is? Yes. Well, I mean. Look at Twitter. 140 characters, buddy. You don't call Keep it, it short. You don't call it Twi. You call it Twitter. They don't call it the FBI. They call it the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's right. Yeah. The Central Intel- Intelligence Agency. <laughs> <laughs> the Central <laughs> Intelligence Agency. Yeah. Like the National <laughs> Broadcasting Company. Exactly. The yeah. American Broadcasting Corporation. This is what's happening. <laughs> okay. How we do it. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> do we know what ESPN stands for? It's um, messed up. I know it's like really weird. I don't even know. It's like Eastern Sports Network. I don't know. All right. There's like some racial stuff in there. <laughs> it's bad. It's yeah. real bad. Okay. So NBA time. Joel Embiid. Remember we were talking about how good he was? Yep. All this stuff. So he's hurt. Allegedly. Yeah. The Prob- Sixers have shut down Simmons and Embiid now. I know. But they don't. But understand this. They are trading with Sacramento. They can. I mean, sorry, not trading. They can swap. Their first-round draft picks with Sacramento anyway. That's true. Sacramento's probably going to end up with a worse record with them anyway. But they get a better shot at a higher pick if both teams do poorly. It's true. And also they get a better shot at the lottery. Right? Yeah. So there's that. But it's, it's marginal at this point. you know. Um, so my question is multiple for Embiid specifically. So Embiid looked like when he was healthy. Your question is multiple? My, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I have multiple questions. Ah, there better? you go. My question is multiple. Uh when Embiid was healthy, he looked like the best center in the East. I mean, probably not the league yet, right? That's probably no. a little too far. Boogie but the best Cousins center in the East. There. Boogie Cousins, maybe DeAndre. I don't know. Uh, there's a, there's some other really good guys. Go Bears. Jokic could, counters a five. Yeah. So then him. Jokic for sure. Okay, but in the East, none of those guys play in the East. So he was pretty clearly the best center in the East at this point. But he only played 31 games. Yeah. This was technically his rookie year, and he certainly, had he played out the season, would have won rookie of the year because yeah. everybody else sucked. Right. The next best rookie is Malcolm Brogdon. Do you know who that is? Second rounder on the Bucks. Wow. You're good. Thank you. That was very impressive. I think he's starting for that. Three-point shooter. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, like, that's crazy, too, right? Like, a lot of the top ten picks are playing. They're yeah. just not playing super well. Right. Or well enough, anyway. Would Embiid, sorry, should Embiid win rookie of the year? Let's plays, say he doesn't play anymore. That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, his numbers are so good. So good. I think he should. 31 he, games played. Th- yeah, I think maybe, he, unless Brogdon really comes on or somebody else really comes on. Let's assume nobody comes on. Well, let me just give you his numbers, all right? Great. So he's only playing 25 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. So let me give you his per 36 numbers, which okay. are like what the stats guys like. Well, just it gives us something to compare. Yeah. So Embiid's per 36 numbers, 28.6 points, 11 rebounds. Three assists, three and a half blocks, 1.3 steals. Also, he hits threes. Yeah. Also, he's a great defensive player. He's actually, when he's on the floor for the 76ers, they're uh, 100 possessions um, for offense versus defense. They play at the level of a 57-win NBA team. When he's off the floor, they play at like a 13-win team. Yeah. I mean, so his numbers crazy. are good. He is a true difference maker in the league, which yeah. there aren't that many of. He's legit. I think you should win Rookie of the Year. 31 games, though. I know. It's tough. 31 it's games and 25 minutes a game. Not even like yeah. he just didn't play much. 
Right. But he's so much better than everyone else. It's a weird but spot. But in that 25 minutes, he averaged 20.28 and two and a half blocks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is this. If there was shot anyone, threes. Let's pretend someone does come on, because I guess I, I agree with you. We have to give it to him right now. Like, if the season ended today, or not today, because I guess so, there are all right. more games, I guess but. here's... So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Let's pretend somebody does come on a bit. Let's pretend Chris Dunn, who's been terrible, starts playing for Minnesota, starts, is now starting for them, yeah. let's pretend. And the rest of the way gets 17 points, 7.5 assists, shoots 46% from the field, you know, 36% from three. This is not going to happen. No. Um, steals 1.5 a, a game. Looks pretty good. The Timberwolves actually win a little bit more than they've been winning. Not a lot, but, you know, they like... He's legit. He's like, oh, he's a starter in this league for sure kind of thing, you know, like... And he plays every game? He plays every game from here on Then out. I think you got to give it to that guy. But oh, yeah? Nobody's averaging 17 and 7.5, and right? Nobody's even close to that. Um, what do you mean, like, of the rookies? Yeah. Oh, no. No, I'm saying it's between, it would only be between him and Embiid. Yeah. So, like, I'm saying, is that enough to push him past Embiid? He's been terrible up until now. So it would only be the last 23 games he'd be good, to be clear. I but, think, okay, I think I would rather do it by a seasonal threshold. Like, a player who plays at least, let's give him 70-plus games. Yeah. If they're a rookie, I think they have to end up averaging, like, 14 points or more, and either eight rebounds or more, or six assists or more mm. to be in the conversation. Okay. Which, that doesn't sound crazy. Yeah. I have to say. It's weird how there's just been no standout rookies this year. Yeah. Really strange. There's almost always at least one or... There's usually two. I mean, everybody was like, expecting wow. Ben Simmons to be kind of special, and that's right. he's not playing. Brandon Ingram is starting to play for the Lakers, yeah. so maybe he'll end up... He could actually... He's the guy, actually, if anyone's going to really... Show something. He might be the one he who might, shows yeah. something the last 20-some-odd games. Lakers are not really interested in winning games, so they're just going to play him like crazy. Yeah. He's going to probably put up a lot of numbers anyway. I don't know if they're going to be good numbers. I don't know if they're, how he's going to look doing it, but he's going to take a lot of shots, you know, do yeah. a lot of, touch the ball a lot. Sure. So I would probably just give it to Embiid because he's so dominant, even yeah. though it's only 31 games, but it's weird. He's, he's one of the most valuable properties in the NBA as long as he's not hurt. Right. That's the weird. That's the rub. You yeah. know, he might just be hurt, and he might just be hurt for the rest he of his career. He might be the Greg Oden of of himself. I mean, he's yeah. He really. I mean, this is season three. He did not play in seasons one and two. He only will play thirty one games in season three. Yeah, that's not great. It's bad. At and least he's only twenty two still. He's got some time. It's weird that the seventy sixers are both loaded and screwed. It seems injury wise. You know, they've got all these incredible yeah. young franchise players or draft picks. They got two in theory franchise type players in Simmons and Embiid. Both of them, they will play a combined 31 games this season, though, yeah. out of, instead of, you know, 164. Yeah. So that's very bad. Yeah. But they're young. They're young. They could be great, but eh, it's not what you want to see. The injuries for Embiid are really worrying because we've seen this pattern before with big men. You right. know, they just have leg problems, and that's what happened to Greg Oden, right? I mean, that's what happened to a lot of guys. The halls of NBA history are littered with big men with knee and leg problems who yeah. did not live up to their potential because of it. Right. You know? It's just the way it is. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a real problem. Maybe he's going to have shown this one great year. Odin actually did this in year two, by the way. He played like 25 games, was amazing, Yeah. and got hurt again, and that was it. So I hope that's not true for Embiid. Yeah. And also, the Sixers do have a bunch of top, top, top draft picks coming up the next three drafts. So they can possibly survive this anyway, but the whole thing has got to revolve around this kid who is... You know, potentially one of the best players, if not the best player in the NBA down the road, right? Yeah. I mean, he's in the conversation if he stays healthy of, of being in. He is going to be like him and Giannis and, and Nikola Jokic. Also, understand that Embiid only started playing basketball like six or seven years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, wow. it's crazy. So he could be great. But he also may just be, you know, sitting on the bench with the Red Cross, you know, helping him out. 
The Red Cross does that? They give you blood. I think they should probably use their resources a bit better than giving <laughs> NBA players blood. Oh, NBA players shouldn't get blood if they need it? I think they wow. have their own private industries wow. that give them blood. Industries? There's a private industry. Yeah, they, they take blood from the poor <laughs> and they give it to NBA players. Right. Yeah. That's what the Red Cross does, actually. Except not to NBA players. They take blood from the poor, though. That's exactly what I they mean, do, right? They do blood drives. They pay it's you. not only poor people. But they pay, they pay people to give blood. And, you know, most people give blood because it's like 50 bucks. Don't have a, a lot, lot of people money. Donate they do it. A lot of people do donate. The That's blood. true. Although less so than they used to. You know? Because everybody wants to keep their blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice commodity right now. Blood's at an all-time high. <laughs> you can't just give that away. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. Uh, one thing we talked about last week was the Pelicans and how they traded for DeMarcus Cousins. Yep. Since then, things have not gone super well. Nope. They're 0-3. They're now 23 and 37 overall, 13th place in the West, three and a half games out of the playoffs behind the Denver Nuggets. And they lost by 30 to Houston at home, 13 at Dallas, and eight at Oklahoma City. So it's just over, right? No. It's not. Okay. No, give me a fucking break. Like, it's wow. been three games. Yeah. Who cares? I, I mean, nobody expected them to win the championship this year. Like, it's been three <laughs> games. It's hard to figure out how to use these guys together. Give Why? them a chance. Why is it hard to figure out how to use two skilled big men together? Because nobody does it. Nobody has it. Mm, that's true. Nobody has it. Yeah. Because you can't. It's impossible to have these guys this good together. That's right. true. It's like nobody's able to pull that off. Yeah. Is it fair to wonder if Alvin Gentry is the guy to figure it out? It's at least fair to wonder. Of course way. it's fair to wonder if it's on the coach. But I, this is one of those media bullshit things. It's been three games. Like, it's a 24-hour news cycle, so everybody... did pretends to freak out about it but come on i mean but couldn't they be better anyway all they did was lose buddy healed right they put it they they put demarcus cousins in they have to implement an entirely new system now it's a whole different thing i understand it's gonna take some time but the kid's gonna be great anyway even in whatever system you currently have he's still gonna be really good right he's demarcus cousins give it some time how much time some time so okay, let's let's be. I mean, no one really expected them to have a great rest of the season. Though no. it would seem possible they could make the playoffs. Now it right. doesn't look like that's going to happen. But let's say time would be giving them next season too, which just seems very reasonable. Yeah. Right? By the way, the Pelicans could bail on Boogie and trade him and get more than they gave up for him anytime they want. They which could. is kind of nice for them. I think if they don't succeed next season with that lineup, then then the time is up. I mean, he's a free agent yeah. after that, so he'll just leave. Right. And that's they'll, they'll still have gotten their money's worth <laughs> on their deal. I think. So, what are the what counts as succeeding though? I mean, I think if they win like forty six games or more next year, yeah, that's a big step forward for them. I agree. I think if they can have a winning record, that's huge. Yeah, if they have a winning record, they probably make the playoffs. Even if they don't, they'll be in the mix the whole way. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. All right. I'm and down. And then they could build on that the next year. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, before we go to the final quarter. It's time for another fake ad. Oh, is it? Fake ads. All right. We're trying it again. Now we're doing multiple per, per podcast. Apparently. I guess you got excited about it. It was kind of a neat thing. Yeah. And it's fun just to spring it on someone. You In know? the future, though, we should probably keep it at one per podcast. Okay. Because the people are going to be like, what is this? The fake ad podcast? Fuck you guys. We did two fake ads the first time. Did we? Yeah. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. You still think that. But what <laughs> happened was the whole reason for fake ads is uh, we did a fake ad on one of the breaks yeah. where I made a fake ad for something. That it ended was up so being good. Way better than the fake ad we did on the podcast. Yeah, that's what happens. All right. Yeah. No fake ad. I'm taking it back. All right. Fake ad next time. Maybe. Maybe. If you're maybe. lucky, listeners. Yeah. You have to grovel. By the way, if you don't want to hear fake ads, tweet at the Sport NATO. Let us know if you want to hear fake ads. Yeah. We, we'd like to know. Yeah. Because, you know, if you all hate it, really, we'll stop. Yeah. But who can hate paper towels for ants? I mean, <laughs> that's just amazing. 
But, you know, you're allowed to. You're allowed to hate it. Yeah. And we, uh, we're somewhat responsive to that kind of stuff. Sometimes. I, I mean, it's still our show. Yeah. We don't have any sponsors on the show. <laughs> That's why we have want. fake ads. So <laughs> we, who cares? <laughs> oh, good times. All right. So um, why don't we move on? All right. And we'll go to quarter number four. We're going to go right on through to quarter number four. I think it's time to go to quarter number four. Do you need to take a break? Nope. Let's, hear, the, let's hear that whistle. Well, that was... You know, clarifying. It sounded like a whistle to me. It sounded like a coach's whistle. Mm, that was a referee's whistle. Hmm. Do coaches have whistles? During practice, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. But this isn't practice. This is the if real If the coaches thing. had whistles during the game, that would be chaos. Yes. That'd be bad. It would seem to be very poor and bad. Is that what I have to fix? Is, yes. Is some coach sneaking <laughs> whistles into the game? Actually, no, this is not what you have to fix, but... um. Why don't fans like sneak whistles into the games and just blow them randomly when the other team I has think the ball? People have certainly tried that, and I'm sure they just get taken away. Like, I know you just you just say the guy next to me did it, man. And what are they going to do? They'll never know. Dude, the shadow government knows. <laughs> the who shadow you are. government knows everything. Yeah, it's true. Actually, I do know that um, in baseball stadiums. Anyway, I was at a Chicago White Sox game many, many, many years ago, and we were you know far away, like high up in the stands, and the old Comiskey this, Park, eh? Um, I guess so. Yeah. And the uh, security came up and like two rows in front of us and just pulled three people and kicked them out of the stadium. And they were sort of saying, oh, yeah, we have cameras everywhere. We can hear and see everything you're doing. We had no idea what was even happening. But they did something that they uh, caught. And the security like just walked on up and took them out. And that was that. So they may be watching everybody. That's interesting because back in high school, I used to, you know, multiple times in my senior year of high school, my friends and I would skip class and go to a Cubs game and bring a Gatorade bottle full of vodka in mm. and uh, just drink from that. Yeah. I, f- I would think they would probably, you know, they didn't sell Gatorade at the game. So first of all, you're bringing an outside uh. beverage. So even if it's not alcohol, but we never got caught. Maybe Wrigley just doesn't have cameras like Comiskey. Maybe not because it's like all old. That was yeah. like the new Comiskey Park. So maybe that was, yeah. it was different. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on to LTGFI. Okay. This is, of course, the segment where Grant fixes things. That sometimes you, when you tweet at the Sportnado, sometimes just myself, come up with and toss at Grant. He's got to come up with fun and creative solutions to the problems, not just realistic ones. I do my best, but you know what? Nobody's paying for the show, and we got no sponsors, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you're going to do a good job. Yeah. That's what you're going to do. I'm going to try it. All right. You ready? Yeah. Topic number one. Okay. Topic A. Topic the first. Okay. I heard you. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, yeah, at the Oscars, yeah, was standing there when all hell broke loose because Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway announced the wrong Best Picture winner on Sunday night. I know about that. You're aware yeah. of this? Yeah. They announced La La Land won when, in fact, Moonlight won Best Picture. I'm sure most of our audience knows about this as well. And uh, the reason why this happened is because Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway were given the wrong card. They're given the Best Actress card. And it said, Emma Stone, Best Actress, La La Land. Warren Beatty did not know what to do. He just looked at it, looked at, looked at the audience, just stood there for a long time, eventually showed it to Faye Dunaway, who just said La La Land. And the La La Land people came up and gave you know thank you speeches for a little while until uh-huh. we found out that was not the case. So Grant, can you please fix this situation so this never happens again? This is, by the way, is the third time something like this has happened in Why the last year. Why did you say year. Jimmy Kimmel? Because he's the, fir- the only famous guy I can really mention. You know, I always like to start with a famous name for these things. Wait, what, is, what does he have to do with it? He, oh, he was the host of the Oscars. Right. So he was standing there. It oh, all happened. Okay. He came in and tried to make jokes about it after it happened to try and 
chill everybody out, which, by the way, did not work out very well. It wasn't good. <laughs> Everybody's still upset? Yeah. But this has also happened, by the way. Steve Harvey did this at the Miss America competition right. less than a year ago. And at the Miss Universe competition in the last, I think, 18 months, they announced the wrong winner there as well. Well, this is the only time it's happened in a non-objectifying women competition. That is true. And also, a lot more people watched this. There were 39 yeah. million, I think, just Americans who watched the Oscars. You know, as compared to who knows? I mean, have, I, have you ever seen the Miss Universe or Miss America pageant? No, of course not. And I don't watch the Oscars either. No, me either. Why but the fuck would I do. watch that? But people do. Well, if they're going to screw up like this, you know, maybe you should consider it. I mean, yeah, that's no. So, that's, that's why we have YouTube. Come on. Right. That's that's true. Yeah. But you seeing it live is different. You know, you get to see a big fuck up live. That's better. It is. It is actually better. You're right. Yeah. It is better. For but sure. anyway, but so fix the situation. So I'm, what, the Academy? I'm trying to make it so this no longer occurs? Sure. Okay. Um, trying to think of who I can threaten here. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I think we have to... Let, let's figure out a little bit more about how this happened. Okay, great. Who, it, it was the fault of the person who gave the envelope, or was the fault of Warren Beatty for taking the wrong envelope? It was supposedly Pricewaterhouse, which is the accounting firm that oversees everything, handed the wrong envelope to Warren Beatty. And they make two envelopes for each award. So I guess in case one gets lost, they have another one. But in this case, it came back to bite them a little bit because Emma Stone had her best actress card in her pocket, and they handed the other one to Warren Beatty instead of handing him the best picture card. Okay. I think the key is to make more cards. Yeah. You do like 30 cards per award. <laughs> that, okay. way, yeah. that way, there's more cards that are correct. That's interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Just, it's just math. Right. It's math. If there's 30, if there's 30, you know, boomerang, what's it called? Moonlight. <laughs> moonlight wins oh, best. Moonlight. Yeah. Moonlight wins best picture cards, and there's 30 of them. That's a lot more than, than two. <laughs> yeah. So wait, but what about, um, so should we have 30... Yeah. Best actress cards. Yeah, just well in case that one gets messed up. <laughs> okay. Now, you may have a sense of this already. I'm sure the audience may be thinking this. So I'm just going to ask the question that's okay. probably on everyone's mind, <laughs> here, which is, um, how does that help anything? There's, there's more. There's more of everything. Yeah. In fact, it's more likely that they'll mess it up then, right? If they're randomly no, because, taking envelopes. Because right? when you have, this is what you're not getting. And this you're is right. subtext here. Yeah. Okay. When you have 30 of something, it's different than when you have two of something. Yeah. Because when you have two, you just put them on top of each other and you carry them around, especially when it's envelopes. You're yeah. Like, I got two envelopes. What do you fucking do? Right. They could have anything in them. I don't care. <laughs> I'm a two envelope person. <laughs> yeah. I'm worthless. So if you're a 30 envelope person, what you do with those 30 envelopes that are grouped together is you take a piece of twine. Yeah. Two pieces of twine, you, in fact, and you tie them all together. So they all stay together. Yeah, sure. And then you, on the top of it, you put a post-it note that says... That says, La La Land does not win Best Picture. <laughs> this is for the other movie. The for Warren Beatty, just yeah, to be clear. Yeah, yeah, Moonlight wins Best Picture. Yeah. So the organizational system, I understand rationally that the ratios of envelopes will be okay. the same. Yeah. I get that. Okay. I mean, Obviously. I, just, I, I mean, I know where you were going, but I was just asking for the list. Obviously, I get that. But it has to do with what <laughs> you're physically forced to do to keep 30 right. envelopes together. Have you ever stacked 30 envelopes on top of each other on a table? I'm going to say no. That's top one over, buddy. That's not staying there. <laughs> You've got envelopes on the floor. Who wants envelopes on the floor? That's Nobody. not where envelopes you go. You can't do that. They go in the mailbox. Right. And they go in your pocket. Yeah. And they go in the twine. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. And I was just realizing, too, actually, because that would then keep them separate from everything else. You could pull one out from the middle. So even if somehow someone screwed up the top or the bottom, you pull it out You from don't the want middle. to pull one out from the middle. Why not? This is a rookie mistake. Why is that bad? Because then you have to undo the twine first, and yeah. then you pull one out from the middle. Then it's envelope free-for-all. What you need to do is have as little time with the twine off as possible, mm. or else you could have the situation where you got the envelope stacked on top of each other. They fall on the ground. All of a sudden, who won Best Picture? I don't know. Mad Max? I don't know. Who's that this year? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm Warren Beatty, and the envelopes are everywhere. I mean, I'm just going to say Mad Max. You know, That's yeah. what happens in that situation. You want to have the twine off for at most one second. You quickly retie the twine and you hand the envelope to Warren Beatty. Okay. And then he successfully announces the winner of Best Picture, <laughs> and nobody's upset. Right. Because of 30 envelopes. Right. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, it was like uh, somebody tweeted out, it was like the sickest slow roll ever on La La Land, you know, yeah. that, which is pretty great. Um, I have a few other thoughts, different thoughts. This is a great solution, by the way. I'm totally down with this. I mean, clearly it'll work. Clearly it'll work. It's, yeah. It's 100% going to work. Yeah. But here's some other thoughts as well. All right. Um, number one, there actually could be a thing the Oscars does, which might get people to watch a little bit more, which is one of the awards that they announce every year is wrong. And at the end of the show, they tell you who didn't win and who did. And it's a, it's a category. And we're like, oh, my God, Jude Law did win? Heath Ledger didn't win? Oh, my God, that's shocking. There could be a lot of betting on that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that could be kind of fun, just a little extra. But that's you know. not going to keep Warren Beatty from fucking up. That no, guy's that's a fuck true. up. You're right. That's a separate thing. Yeah. But here's the other thing, actually, which does sort of go more to the heart of what happened. Okay. So there are lots of problems with this. But one of the reasons why this happened is because Warren Beatty sees the card, and it says, Emma Stone, Best Actress, La La Land. And rather than saying, this is the wrong card. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do because he knows that all these people are watching him, and he's concerned that somehow he's somehow in the wrong or not getting it, right? That's I mean, got to be what's going it's on. A, I un, it seems really dumb at the moment, yeah. but I guess when you're there, it might feel a little more hectic than, than what oh, sure. we now observe as being like, of course that's the wrong card. You should figure that out. I'm not saying it's easy, right? I'm saying you're in the spot. It's confusing, and you don't know what to do, and you know you're being watched by 40 million people. And by the way, this, will, this moment is going to go up forever if you screw yeah. it up. At the same point, but but... With all that going on, he and probably most people, I don't mean to just single Warren Beatty out here, right. but I think almost all people would feel uncomfortable to actually do anything rather than try and look like they know what's going on, right. rather than say, this seems wrong. Yeah. I think this is the wrong card, right? Like, you, have to have, you have to have a lot of wherewithal to, to like, you make a little joke about it. It's like, oh, it looks like we got the wrong thing here. You right. know, like, it was like, this is the wrong card. People, people. We need, we need a different card. This is the best actress card. Yeah. And then someone comes out and looks at it and they're like, oh my gosh, we got the wrong card. Yeah. And that would have been fine. Right. And he'd be sort of the hero. Yeah. If there's a hero. And instead, he just looks weird. You know, it's yeah. a weird moment for him where he spends like 25 seconds in silence looking at the card, not knowing what to do. I get it. But maybe there's something there. Maybe, maybe you could, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about how to help not just Warren Beatty, but everybody in a situation? Everybody like who's that? presenting? Yeah, when they're uncomfortable because they're being watched by so many people. They're not really sure what to do, but they want to look like they got it together. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I got okay. it. I got oh, it. Okay, so, great. As you well know, Jonathan, for only $19.99 a month, you can purchase the Grant and Jonathan public speaking kit. And I can't tell you what's in it, no. but. Tell you what, Warren Beatty didn't fucking buy that. <laughs> you know what? Neither did Faye Dunaway. Well, Faye Dunaway, I mean, my God. <laughs> Warren Beatty at least kept his mouth shut. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Warren Beatty, he may not have actually read any of it, but it's like he has a sense of chapter one, at least. Which yeah. is when you don't Faye know Dunaway what's going is like, on. I see a movie. Yeah. yeah. I say the movie. Yeah. That is all. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, by the way, that's great, Grant. Yes, 1995. 99. Uh, 99. Don't shortchange us. Okay, I was trying to give – I was going to say – Since was, we sell millions of subscriptions, that four cents matters. Don't yeah, fuck us over. That is a lot of extra money for yeah. us. Also, um, there is a shipping and handling charge, of course. Right, handling especially. Yeah, it's 82 $82. Just, just $82. <laughs> it's 82 of some currency. 82 units of money. Yeah, we're not going to tell you which currency. That's part of the part of the experience yeah. for you. It's part of the learning. Right. So you're going to have to find out yourself how much it is. Among the things you will learn, and I'm not going to give it all away no. because this is not a free program. This is not what we do. This show is free, but yeah. that, that's yeah. the real Among steal. the things you will learn yeah. is proper nose posture. <laughs> that's important. Yeah, absolutely. How to stand with one foot behind the other foot as mm. you face the audience so it looks like you have one leg. Nice. That's important because yes. that's what like the Oscar guy kind of looks like. The Oscar guy? Yeah, no, the guy, Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> the, the man. Oh, in the, the, the statuette. Oscar. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> that's not actually Oscar, is it? Um, they call him Oscar, sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, Oscar seems to be a one legged man. He's, so, I mean, okay. And, that's, and everybody <laughs> wants him, right? Everybody does. That so is don't a, you want to be wanted? This is also a dating thing. <laughs> I mean, that's, you stand as if you have one leg. Yeah. It's a visual illusion. But look at Chris Angel. That guy's rich. That guy is doing amazingly yeah. well. Mind freak. Right. So I'm going to say this. Nose though. posture. Yeah. One leg in front of the other. That's it. That's, that's all you get for free. That's all you get for free. But yeah. I want to say if you're, if you're buying this program for the dating aspects that you're going to learn and put into practice, it's the same program. Yeah. Nothing's different, but it costs a lot more. Right. It's $95. You have to tell us which cents. one you're buying. <laughs> that's right. You have to be honest, too, because yeah. we'll know. <laughs> of course we'll, we'll know. Because we're going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> we're we going to watch you. We have eyes everywhere. We're going to be paying attention. I'll it's just actually say that. just spyware. It's Wait, oh, should, should I not have said that? It's okay. It's fine. Okay. It's they'll, fine. they'll buy it anyway. They're going to buy it. Yeah. They're going to love it. Um, yeah. So we're going to be watching you in your homes. All right. Whether you buy it or not, in fact, we're watching you now. Listen <laughs> to this, and it's fine. What's up, Jeff? Jeff. Why? Oh, Jeff. That, that's an on. odd choice, Jeff. Jeff. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Put that down, Jeff. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Come on, Jeff. Don't eat that. It's not Saturday, Jeff. <laughs> we know how you are on Saturday. Yeah. You know what you're doing at 11 a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Usually. Don't talk about it. Wow. It's gross. Jeff clean up <laughs> okay so we've gone off the rails that's what we do sometimes yeah. that was fun all right so we're gonna wrap it up right there we'll see you next week on the sportnado with grant and jonathan tweet at the sportnado any of your suggestions for let the grant fix it how you feel about fake ads or anything else any topics you want us to cover let us know yeah and we'll see you next week 